right. We're back, I guess. Back. They're keeping us on the air still. You know, it's uh, episode seven. You can't fire yourself is the thing about podcasts. That's kind of the greatest part about, you know, when you're your own your own podcast yeah. producers, editors, and Gotta be your own makers. boss. I'm trying to get, like, a new podcast where I just, like, get into, like, the billionaire mind. Listen, yeah, well, it's like, mm-hmm. before I was working... You know, that nine to five, you know, barely making more than minimum wage. But now, nine to five. But now I worked one nine to five for a summer. Okay, it was a photography internship fair, about a museum. Hey, you, didn't you like take pictures of rocks? Rocks, that rocks, space that, rocks, moon rocks, meteors. It was actually sick. Stretch that out. How do you do that? Take pictures of. Uh, <laughs> really? no. uh, well, they had the whole setup for me. I brought my own camera, but other than that, they had like just some super nice lights. They had a cool fucking machine called like a Orbitz or something, where it's like 360 pictures that I learned how to edit. Okay. It was pretty cool. Took pictures of nice jewelry. That does sound pretty cool. Um, I don't know if you guys heard. For the folks at home listening, there's a very handsome voice here today. We have a new... Neither mine nor Mitch. We got a, 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 a guest star today. Yeah, we hello, needed to... low. We got our friend Jaquan in. We needed to branch out. You know, all of our reviewers are like, Mitchell, shut the fuck up about baseball. No one cares about Trevor Bauer's, like, pine tar-covered baseballs. It's hard. Like, the kids these days don't care about baseball anymore. Yeah. The baseball industry is dying with the Gen Z. That's right. But you know what they care about? Jazz. That's why they hired me. <laughs> so we brought in you know our people resident. care about more than baseball? <laughs> jazz music. So we brought in our resident jazz expert, Jay Kwan. I, I was told, just, I think Will texted me like, yeah, Jay Kwan's got a story. He's coming on. And I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah, you know. But, um, There's a bunch of crazy cats out there that did a bunch of wild things. Yeah. Had to narrow it down for today, but um, did choose a very particular individual, trumpet player, legendary. Ooh, the trumpet. I hope... The next mm-hmm. words out of your mouth better be Lou Bega. <laughs> if it's not Lou Bega, I'm leaving right now, and you guys can do this episode without me. Oh no! Don't take the dog with you. At least can we keep? Flint? No, he'll he'll build a new. He's gonna replace Flint's me. Flynn's gonna be third, Mike. He'll oh, start ball. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. He is really smart. Um, you you said you wanted to real quick. Well, before we got into well, I had, jazz. A, I had a couple talks. Um, so Jaquan Mitch and I were all coworkers at the wonderful restaurant that we all work at. Jaquan, I still work there. I won't be there in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm long gone. Mitch has been long gone. Even me, whatever. I know it's fine. It's fine. But um, but Jaquan and I, you know, we've had a new hire on since you know, because we're going into summer, need to hire new people. Of course, very nicely. Um, had brought. I don't know if you guys are aware. COVID-19 is still happening. I said this last week to you, Mitch, but COVID-19 is still happening. Nothing has changed yet. I thought our episode where we talked about chili for 30 minutes would I thought like that would have stopped COVID. I don't know. I thought if I voted for Joseph Biden, I did a podcast about baseball. No, doggy. No, we, all right, we're down to three mics. All right, Dog that's so sad. All right, all right bye, Flynn. But um, anyways, we had a COVID scare because a co- new coworker, her and her roommate tested positive for COVID. Cool stuff. So we shut down for the week to get tested. We're all negative. Yeah. Just so you know at home before you think that we're, uh, you know, we didn't start. We started kissing after we all got our negative tests back. All right. Mm -hmm. Once we all got a negative test, we decided to sit next to each other into a microphone. Yeah. So. So. I'm getting vaccinated tomorrow. So. Yeah. I'm actually. Hell yeah. I'm getting the vaccine on Thursday. Hell yeah. The Walton. Thank you. Hey. Thank you to the Walton family for providing me oh, with my yeah. vaccine on Thursday. You're going to Walmart. I'm going to Walmart for it. They're gonna fucking Walmart. put that good, good juice into my mm. blood. America's heart. 
That is something really weird about the vaccine. Now, like, um, one of my coworkers got the Johnson & Johnson one at an abandoned huh. Pier 1 Imports. That's what I've... I Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're doing wow. vaccines there now. There's vaccines everywhere. Hmm. I couldn't get... I wanted to go to get one at my local Walgreens. That's literally right next to my house, but instead I have to I have to outsource, go to the yeah. Walgreens. That's a 10-minute drive away. That local Walgreens really tried to upcharge me and Jake on our Armodellos on our way oh, I did see the receipt. God. That was kind uh, of nuts. I can't believe they... Uh, We'll do something. I mean, it's such a, a gold, gold liquid treat, you I know? Mean, you know, it is Modelo time. I mean, they don't call it Especial for nothing. Mm-hmm. It, we The guy rang up our six-pack of Modelo, and it said it was $1,160. Damn, so but like, I, st- I still would pay that for a liquid gold. I mean, listen... You can drink if if <laughs> if you're if you're celiac or gluten intolerant, you can drink it. Like so, that's what I like about it. He must have recognized me. He knew I was I was in the big bucks. You know, he, he knew you were a jazz musician. musician. He he, he saw you too. Be like, oh, you two are definitely making a podcast right now. Oh, he he kind of like he's like I be, he's like I, I'm guessing you don't have that kind of money for that. And I was like, fuck you. I Damn, did. you're like, of yeah. course I. Fuck I was you. I, I was didn't want him to go back and scam. You're like, no, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I have that I'm money. Buying the Take six my Eleven hundred dollars. <laughs> Um, I kind of had a. So if you want to Venmo me for that beer, though. Yeah, I'll Venmo you yeah, that. What's a third? Of, what's a third of a thousand? Three hundred thirty-three point three 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 three. To those fucking calculators at home. Oh my god. Um, what's up? Shout out to all the calculators who's listening. <laughs> I got a consultation today. A consultation. Yeah, for consulting a, on. Uh, uh, to get rid of my hair. Oh nice. Not the head hair, the body hair. Oh gotcha. So they're gonna fucking blast. They're gonna laser blast my ass laser to, to smoothness. Just shoot you with like a nice like laser rifle. Just for my face mm-hmm. and chest. But they were like, they're like, well, you can pay this much right now, and you'll get a five percent discount, or you can pay over the course. They're like, I'm assuming you don't want to pay it all right now. I was like, fuck you. I was like, I will pay it all. I'll pay it off all right now, even though my, my money real good. My, even though my first appointment isn't for another month. Then, but then you'll call, catch me calling my boss on my news job. Okay, man, I need three thousand dollars right now. You paid, so you paid it straight up? <laughs> no, I didn't. Damn. Okay. Okay. I, 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 no, I ain't balling like that. I mean, it's interest free, so. I'll talk to you about that. I mean, I feel like you should have just asked like if they listen to our podcast. And listen, then maybe listen, you can get we can like mm, promo them and get a twenty mm, people. Can all right, twenty percent. Well, you know, they like that kind of marketing. Well, listen. All right. Well, I'm going in on the 24th of May, so uh, save the calendars. You know, for everyone, message me on Instagram, ask me how it goes. You know, yeah. um, but you know, I'll go in. And I'll be like, hey, I do a podcast too. Actually, if you guys want me to do a shout out, maybe we can figure out like a sponsorship deal here. I do a baseball podcast. You know who wants to be hairless? People who listen to a baseball podcast. Well, you know, the thing is, the New York Yankees have a very strict uh, hair rules that they've had since the 50s. So you know. Shit. Yeah, you know, a uh, former baseball player for the Yankees, Don Mattingly, famously had some pretty long hair and a cool mustache, and he had to shave it off shit. when he joined the Yankees. That's... He actually got in trouble and got benched for a few games because his hair got too long, and he eventually agreed to a haircut. So, you know, oh that's something you could tell them at the hair place, and they'll have to give us a sponsor. They'll have to, right? They'll be like, how many listeners you got, Big? I don't know. So it's an estimated audience of seven? Yeah, so... So... Actually, I think it might be higher than that. But Come on. I think it's like 17, actually. 17? Yeah, we're kind of crazy. We're kind of fucking we're the number one unsponsored, unpaid baseball podcast. Yeah. But, you know. So, anyway. So, I don't, I'm not talking about how rich me and Mitch mm, are, you yeah. know. How much money we're racking in from this from this podcast game and working at fucking restaurants yeah, that, in Portland, Maine. That's but, the real where the money's at these days. But I actually do have a concept for if you guys want to invest, uh, it's a new American cuisine where we showcase local main ingredients. We're only going to do burgers. Yeah. No one's ever done this. No one's doing this right now. In Portland, Maine? That's kind of a new, fresh idea. How much money do you need? 
One billion dollars. One billion dollars. I just need a little startup. Just a little startup. Well, I'm gonna start it as a food truck. So if you want to give me a billion dollars to pay for a food Mm, truck, yeah, I'm putting it in a Tesla. Yeah, and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do pop-ups at a couple local restaurants. Pop-ups. I don't get why more people don't do pop-ups because it's like uh, someone else already paid for the space. Yeah, they sim- I simply will just use their. Kitchen. I'll just simply use your kitchen. Perfect. I really don't get it. Like I don't know what they get out of it, but you know, this is a food episode. We did that one last week. That was last week. Skyline chili. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> you said you were gonna make skyline chili, and um. I'm noticing we only have Fritos and beer. I noticed what I did not make any oh. Skyline chili. I was thinking maybe for next time. Maybe next week I'll make Skyline chili. I don't know. I mean, it's been a hard week, you know, when you have COVID scares, so you have to hang out at home by yourself oh, yeah, for yeah. a week. Yeah, it was really cool how it was, like, the one time I came by the old restaurant <laughs> to, like, meet up with you guys. And then, and then like, the next day you hit me up, uh, like, yeah, then, like, the next, time I might have um, COVID. Immediately after we also hung out for an hour and recorded a podcast, oh, yeah. it was just like, uh, yeah, sorry, bro. Yeah, okay. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go get a rapid test. Fucking got you. You really pranked it. It's like, uh-oh, you got it. Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. So can you go to the podcast tonight, though? <laughs> all right, I think that, uh, that covers our weekly roundup. Uh, the Mets have been losing. They did win one game because so the guy intentionally got hit by a ball, which Ooh. is illegal, but the rule didn't catch him. Hey, so listen, you know. That's how you get that win, baby. Hey, a W is a W. Yeah. That's, uh, but not not too much happening, you know. It's just if you can get a bo- five more games. <laughs> Ooh, I'm counting. Count I can't everyone. wait for the Sea Dogs. You guys are going to see a lot of content on the gram once we go to a Sea Dog mm. concert. Yeah, the t- uh, <laughs> con- Game. Game, yeah. <laughs> No, you know the Sea Dogs when they play the the fucking their the famous main band, the Sea Dogs. Yeah, they play "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." <laughs> yeah, and the uh, the national anthem. Yeah, I love that one. You know, I'm, I'm guest conductor the the first game. You know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But um, I tried to buy tickets, but they seem to be sold out. I can't go to the game where they give away free bobbleheads yet. But uh. Fuck. Hopefully they do one later in the year. But uh, I think that's my my baseball corner for this week. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about Trevor Bowers' greasy balls or anything like that. He got her, he got suspended for using too much pine tar in his baseball. Damn, that's so sad. Um, so I'd get kicked out for that. I'm just yeah, saying. I, I move it up. Yeah, but you know, that's how it goes. But um, that's cool, Garfield. You like my Garfield background? That's pretty sick Ooh, background. Wow. I'm gonna just, I mean, Jake Pond told me who we're talking about today, so I'll get the photos up in case we need it. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll hand over the. The mic. All right, yeah, Jaquan, take it away. So who we got today? All right, so we're talking about Lee Morgan today. Um, Very, very exceptional trumpet player, you know. He died very young, unfortunately, so, you know. He's kind of a, it's an underground story, I'd call it, you know, one of them special stories. But um, not less important. So um, this guy, this guy was born in Philly, born and raised, you know. 1938, July 10th. And, you know, started off in a pretty big family, youngest of four. And um, pretty, pretty relaxed life. Very just casual working parents. Nothing too exciting there. Um, not too much information about his young life either. Hmm. But um, until he was 13, he got his first trumpet. No, nice. And, you know, this was when his whole career starts off, literally. Listen, it you is. remember your first mm-hmm. trumpet. Yeah, you remember yeah. your first trumpet. I mean, he played like vibes and alto sax beforehand a little bit. And then his sister was like, I'm, oh, always, I'm always playing vibes. Yeah, I'm always fucking vibing, <laughs> though. Like, See, that was his first instrument. What's his too. vibe check, though? Yeah. Like, What's his vibe check? When you pass the vibe check, you get a trumpet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, like three years after he gets this trumpet, you know, Somehow, Dizzy Gillespie finds this kid. Wait, jamming. what? Yes. Wow. <laughs> this kid is jamming. What a jump. Um, he's um he's starting to travel to New York pretty like regularly to get an actual jam session. So he doesn't live there yet. And one day, Dizzy's like, "Well, we need a sub. We need okay. someone to sub." While he's there, comes back the next weekend, 
and he's playing Dizzy's band, and they just so happen to be playing a, like a news program, pretty much. Damn. There's a video of him, like, busting out here to solo, and they're like, Yo, who's this kid? Like, everyone in the band turns around, and they're like, Wow, this kid, this kid's pretty good. <laughs> Damn. And um, I guess, like, on a respect note, there's um, some interviews with, like, um, Albert Heath and uh, Paul Chambers. Those guys just talking about the first time they heard him, and they were, like, 30. And they're like, wow, this kid's freaking baller. Holy hell. Wow. But, you know, Brian, you know, gets his, gets his pointers, gets his things. Turns 18, official member of the band. Wow. Part of Dizzy Gillespie's band at 18. Shit. Starting off his career, Real and that's um that's in 1956. I'm looking at this photo of him here. He looks like Tyler. The that's Creator exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah, he really okay. I'm gonna get to that part where he takes on the whole perm look. He gets a perm okay. at some point in his life. Yeah, because we also got this record, Lee Morgan on uh, Expodian. He's got some like a little perm thing. He got mm. some sideburns. He's got a really I'm cool big in the look. He's looking good. He's a he was known as a very slick cat. Like he around, looks very slick. Around this time, I was just talking when he turned 18. He was like, oh well, I'm a legit cat now. You know, he's getting noticed. Um, Eventually, the next year, um, Coltrane notices him, too, Jeez. because he gets enough money and enough just, like, publicity to make his own album. That same year, he joins officially with Dizzy, continues touring. Coltrane's like, you want to play on Blue Train? Wow. He played so, on Blue Train? Played on, um, not all of it. I forgot okay. what tracks exactly, but I know he played on at least two tracks with Blue Train. Damn. And um, that's when he was, like, he was a made man, you know? Mm. He He's a made man. He... Yeah. Started dressing real slick, you know. He went the fast cars, the slick shoes, all the pretty women. So before he was like season one, Christopher Moltisanti. <laughs> then he gets made. Then he gets a cool. Uh, yeah. He gets a newer tracksuit. He gets new the car. new Lexus. Damn, that sounds. Ooh, now that you say that, it's an odd parallel. Whoa. Uh, it's, it's. Does he have like an Adriana figure in his life? Oh yeah. Oh yes, no. he does. Oh no. And um, damn. Okay, okay, we're getting there. We're getting okay, there. Okay, all right. Let's <laughs> not jump ahead. But you know, he plays with Coltrane, and then you know, he's getting all that. And um, he does join the Jazz Messengers, which is probably his biggest claim to fame. Okay. He stayed with them the longest, even leaving a couple times, coming back at things. But in 57, joining the Jazz Messengers, um, it was a very, like, normal thing. Like, uh, was Art Blakey called Dizzy and was like, hey, I want your dude. Um, this dude's playing second <laughs> Give trumpet. me your guy. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need a guy. <laughs> Dizzy was reluctant to let him go until the band capitulated because of financial issues and okay. went to the Jazz Messengers. So it lined wow. up kind of perfectly in a way. He did that and, um, you know, he was at the peak of his career this time. He's going crazy, you know, he's in front, front of this band, one of the, the most premier jazz groups in the country right mm. now and he's just like freaking 17 or uh, 18 at this time. So, you know, he's really full of himself and unfortunately, he does start to do some heroin at this oh, point. No. Starts to really Shit. get into it. But, um, We'll get back to that part soon. Okay. So, okay. But you know, any any questions so far? You know, class, class, any questions? Any class? Um, no, no, mm-hmm. taking notes, taking notes. What is a trumpet? What is a trumpet? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, a trumpet is a brass instrument. Oh, I think. Primarily used in no. jazz. No, Jake, when I know you are a trombone player. Oh, I am indeed. And, and a little, uh, little background, a little. Uh, oh yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Just dump your credentials on the table for us, you know, please. Play trombone, play a couple other things, but it's my definitely my uh, my main squeeze. Been playing trombone this year will make uh, fourteen years. Uh-huh. Um, and you are you are you are twenty one, if that'd be correct oh, sure to am. say. Started off at a very young age. Definitely just grew up being around music, army bands, family, things like that. I couldn't get away Shit, from. Yeah, you're in the you're in the army when you were eight. Army. Yeah, <laughs> this is our Veterans Day special too. <laughs> Veterans Day and just fucking. 
<laughs> jazz Music Awareness yeah. Week, you know? Uh, I mean, it is Jazz um, Appreciation Month, and oh, today really? is Herbie Hancock's birthday. Oh, shit. So, well, happy birthday. All right, well, we'll s- catch us later in a couple of minutes. We'll sing happy birthday to our good friend, <laughs> Herbie Hancock. Maybe we'll get him on the horn. I would love to. I'll call my old buddy, Herbie Hancock. My, yeah, oh, yeah, just my, my old friend, friend Herbie. You, you might have heard of him. <laughs> um, I do remember one time in discussing uh, brass instruments, you have mm. referred to the saxophone as the devil's music. Mm. Now, where mm-hmm. does the trumpet fall within the hierarchy of angels and devils compared to the saxophone? Ooh, ooh, okay. Sax, sax is really like a. It's very clearly the devil. It's very clearly you look at it. <laughs> it's like, satanic mm, imagery. <laughs> throw your holy water on it immediately. The, <laughs> mm, I mean, like the trumpet slammies. Slimy, a snake, <laughs> if you would. Oh, okay, wow. okay. Really, Garden mm. of the Eden esque. Mm. Come, come eat my juicy oh, apple. You know what I'm saying? It's not a rule of thumb, but um, I don't trust no trumpet players. Trumpet players, they got. Well, a little... it's a good thing I haven't. I, I, I wouldn't consider myself a trumpet player yet. Not yet. I do have a trumpet, and mm. I. The trumpet. Don't want to go down the wrong road. I'm just... No, you know, I, 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 I've been taking a break just because I'm lazy and just been stressed out. I think hopefully once I only work one job, it'll be a lot easier. I have been thinking about picking up the bass guitar, though. Because mm. that's oh, just... That's a good one. I got big, big fingers. I got big, big hands. You know what they say? Big, big hands means Slapping big, big, good bass play. Mm-hmm. Funky riffs. Maybe I should be a surgeon. I've heard my... I got big... Lo- my I got good surgeon hands. Do you do cool surgeon glove hands. things? Yeah. Oh, cool glove things. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Side story. Alright. You know... Sorry, okay, sorry. So now, now that we have the, you know, All right, the moral so, level of a trumpet. Oh, yeah, the moral level. Snake, don't trust him. Great people, though. Lee Morgan was an excellent human being. Like, oh, that's he was, good. When he was growing up 16, you know, all through that that time where he's coming up really quickly in the world, he was very humble about it. He got really along with people and really just, like, you know, when some cat came up to him and was like, hey, do this and that, he wasn't a bitch about it, you know? Okay. He really just, like, he was a good learner, real cool about it, and, um... Yeah, you know, but um, I will take a little um, a little detour here. Okay. So the claim of fame, just he's at the top of it. I said it before, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna talk about another very important character in his life. Okay. Helen. 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 Helen Morgan. Helen. Ooh. Morgan. Let me get a picture. Ah, of future wifey. They um they have not met yet. Okay. But, um, her story starts around the same time as him when he's um. Oh. She's Helen. she's a much older than him for sure. Shit. Um, I yeah. exactly how much older, but I'm thinking hey, like 12 years older, I would say. Okay. But, um, so Helen, very interesting person. She did not like to share a lot about herself. There's only been one interview with her in 1996, a couple months before she passed away. And a lot of things are very mysterious about their relationship still, but, um, you know, she kept to herself, but she wasn't really, she wasn't antisocial. She'd get around the block. And, uh, one thing that was noted she was very, very attractive. Oh, very I attractive. was I'm, noticing from some of these pictures. I'm trying to find a picture. She, um, when she was younger, she would like to dress eccentrically. That's what oh, they called it. Eccentrically. Okay. Eccentrically was the word, and um, it was um, what is it? Oh, what's his name? Uh, I think it was Percy Heath, um, Albert Heath's brother who played with um, Lee Morgan would describe it as like. She'd walk down the street, man or woman, whoever, dog, they're looking at her. She's coming down. Wow. She's, <laughs> even the, she's even coming the dogs down. are yeah. She's coming down the street. Oh, and, wow. um, yeah, but also, you know, when she got out of her uh, younger phase, a lot of her 20s and things, she started to, like, become a caretaker for the neighborhood in the Bronx. Okay. And she lived on 53rd Street, and that became, like, the, the homey space, a safe space. She'd always have beans cooking, oh, always nice. beans, always have the jazz musicians over. 
just, you know. And she was starting to help people get off of drugs and things. Very, very caring woman, you know. Nice. Took on, like, a mother figure for the, the neighborhood and things. Like, someone would come over and say, Oh, how you doing? How you doing, Helen? Oh, you know, I don't need anything to eat. I'll make you something, baby. I got Aww. you. I got you. And she's in there making, like, a roast turkey, getting the whole spiel going just for one person. Doesn't matter. Okay, hell yeah. Someone will be there. But, um, you know, just to set her up. Very loving. And, um... I don't want to say it comes into play as a problem later, but it's very important that you know she's um, she loves who she loves, and that's it. That's okay. it. There's no dispute in that. But um, okay, we'll go back to we'll go back to Morgan. Now. All right, backtrack, backtrack. Uh, so um, Morgan, I'd say it's about 1960 now. He's still like, you know, front of the band for the Messengers. He's making them famous. He is what made them probably the most famous they'll ever be in their time, or okay. at least got them there initially. So, um, I told you, he was starting to do heroin. Yes. And um, the piano player, Bobby Timmons, who continued to be in the Jazz Messengers from its inception all the way until he passed away. Wow. And um, he got kicked out with Morgan in 61 because they couldn't perform. Um, they really could not. Oh, wow. Um, they were really they were strung out. One time, uh, Morgan showed... <laughs> Showed up. Oh, that was my alarm for Herbie Hancock's birthday going on. I thought you were getting a phone call, yeah. Jake. It just says Herbie Hancock's birthday. <laughs> Damn, he's, he's coming on the show and he finally got back to you us. You set the smart. alarm to have your jazz credentials really ready to go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he showed up at Birdland one day late with um, slippers on. And I told you he likes to have his nice shoes. He definitely modeled after Miles Davis a lot. Yeah. Especially when he first got enough money to buy himself his first suit. He was literally saying... I want to be like Miles Davis. Yeah. I mean, well, just like that. I want to look as cool as him. Mm-hmm. But um, showed Berlin slippers, and he was trying to convince them, like, it's okay. I was like, what's the matter with y'all? What y'all doing? <laughs> I was get up there and play, and they wouldn't let him play. And they just got him out of there because he's in slippers, and this suit's, like, Damn. real messed up and janky. That's oh, fucked man. up. The big thing that stumped him, though, that really got him to um, catch the attention of a lot of people, he started wearing this, like, rag around his head, like, okay. bandages. No one knew what it was for like half a year or so. He was recording with, um, what is it, uh, the Jazz Messengers. They just got Wayne Shorter to join on. Oh, wow. And um, basically the way they got him to do that, they were at, um, I think it was uh, Newport Jazz Festival 58. Okay. Lee runs across the entire audience and finds Wayne and says, you want to play the Jazz Messengers? You want to play the Jazz Messengers? <laughs> Brings them backstage right before they go on. Our Blakey's back there. like Someone's like doing something to him in the light. And he's like, hey. Hey, you want to play with the jazz messenger? He's got a real raspy voice. It's like <laughs> it's like really bad. Jesus. He's um. It doesn't sound good. That's the best I can do without making it sound bad. But does that? They become really great friends. And um, the reason I mention that is because um, Wayne's the first one to like mention something to the band. Like, hey, he's he's a little he's a little off. Yeah. And um, they didn't even know each other that long, but he was definitely the first one to um, immediately confront him. And then um, I forgot. What is it? Uh, yeah, drummer Albert Heath started saying stuff like, uh, "Hey, I think we're gonna we're gonna fire these guys. We're gonna get them out of here." Come to find out, um, Morgan had um, got real high one night, fell over, hit his head on the radiator. Oh my god! And his Jesus. head ended up staying against the radiator. Oh shit! And he got knocked out, and he went to the hospital. Didn't tell anyone, and there was just like a giant. It, it's basically a hole inside oh, his head. Jesus. Started wearing those bandages, going up there, still getting high, you know, doing his things. And, yeah, that's what got him kicked out of the band, pretty much. And um, it was a really big come up to an immediate drop off. Jeez. Very big uh, sad moment here. Very big sad vibes. You know, he's all about the vibes. 
vibing right now. It's very bad time. <laughs> yeah. Bad yeah. vibes, I would say. I think that would ruin anyone's vibe. Yeah, getting a hole in your head is among the bottom <laughs> things you want to happen yeah, to your yeah, head. Um, I'm I'm probably really top, that. That's probably in the top ten of things I don't want to have happen to my head. It's is. like number three, at least, I think. Um, but, you know, he's... Um, it's, it's not much more to elaborate on. He was a very bad time. He started to pawn a lot of his things, you know. I feel like this story has been iterated a lot with jazz musicians. They get hooked hooked on the H, and they start pawning their things, maybe in their instruments, all that, shoes in his case. And um, almost everything for him except for his trumpet. And um, on a fateful night in 63, Central Park, he runs into Helen oh, for their first boy. meeting. Wow. It was snowy. He didn't have a coat on. And he had slippers on. Oh, still had the slippers he, on. He still really, got the slippers on. He really was like looking bad. He was like out there just walking around. Helen, being the person she is, immediately confronts him and says, mm. "Where you going, baby? What you doing? You need a coat." Aw. And um, apparently, from the interview that um, she had, he didn't say a single word for that first night that she took him in. Just kind of cling to her. Just clung to her, and that was it. Jeez. That was the wow. start of it. And um, she pretty much just brought him back brought him out of the depths holy shit so like the end of 61 is when she found him and then going into the new year he was still kind of um he was still kind of on the drugs it was a hard process trying to cooperate with them too he tried to put a personal group together in 62 and do a record mm. but then no one would hire him no one being his band after that so from 62 to 64 that was probably rock bottom for him. Wow. No gigs, no nothing. No one wanted to talk to him unless he kicked it. Jeez. And um, Helen was there getting him back up, but um, I will say, Helen did a damn good job. Damn good job getting him back in the game. We're going to move past all this sad stuff now, you know. Okay. He's, um, he's, he's out of there. He's out he made of, it. He got out of good. it. All right. Finally gets him to start practicing again. Hell and, yeah. Um, He's um he's uh really he's different. He's very different. He changes his hair obviously. You saw in those later ones. Yeah. This is it's a very big like obvious turning point. He starts to play different, his hair's different, he gets a new trumpet. Oh okay. everything's very different at this time. It's just it's a new Morgan. He's not playing for anyone. He immediately starts a group in sixty four and he puts out his best selling record from the first thing he comes back, Sidewinder. Okay. And Sidewinder is a very um it's an interesting case, I'd say, oh, in yeah. all of jazz. It's um, it's one of the few um, songs slash albums that had like a cross charting on R and B. Oh wow! At the time, it was a, it was like a, I'll call it like a gypsy jazz kind of vibe. Okay. It's really a really, party like. It's got a very cool cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every Blue Note record it has a good oh, cover. Yeah, but he um, he's basically like at this point coming back, he becomes the cornerstone of Blue Note. Oh wow. Without even realizing it. Like, his first two years when he's back, 64 to 66, he's just playing his ass off. He's making records, he's getting people together real serious. Hell yeah. He's clean, he's good. It's on that grind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess we're um, we're over this, uh, the big stuff there. The big, uh, big sad stuff is comeback and all that. And um, I guess we'll go to the late 60s now. We start to branch out of the West Coast. Oh. Probably the happiest time in his life, I'd say. This is when he was really, like, in a golden age of just... Being a full-time artist, thinking about starting a family, he's out there with Helen. Aww. It's real nice, you know, he's getting shows, he's getting kids, exploring the West Hell Coast, yeah. all that good stuff. And um, when he comes back, this is when things get interesting. Okay. This is when I start to slow down the timetable and kind of rushing through all this when most of this happens a lot yeah. later on. He meets an individual named Judith. 
Judith. Judith okay. Janice. Judith Janice. Janice Soprano, okay. I assume. Yes. And um, as you can see... Um, Let's take a look here. Oh, man. Yeah, you can see the parallels here with the with the Sopranos, you know. You yeah. know he's getting dug out of this hole. He went to rehab. Just when know. I thought it was out. Uh, put me back in. <laughs> but, you know, he's... Um, I don't think this is uh, Judith Janice. She's not really like involved in the whole like storytelling, but she's the main catalyst okay. for um, this next part of the story. And um, he meets Judith in uh, 1970 when he comes back and he's like, all right, I'm here in New York. I'm going to play as like side man for Blue Note and I'm also going to make my own records. He's like one of the big money earners now. Okay. So he's not okay. leaving Blue Note and he's really getting them. They're good stuff. And uh, he starts hanging out with Judith. And Helen starts to notice and doesn't like it. And um, at first, it's like, oh, you know, they're friends. They yeah. just kind of drive around. We just real talk. Casual. I mean, he, he described, you know, they just drive down by uh, Washington, Washington Bridge and just drive back and forth during a nice day. Just chat. Nothing nothing crazy. Okay. I, I can't no, confirm. That. There was no affair. There was nothing. There was none? There was no affair. I did, did not have sexual relations. <laughs> nothing, nothing. He, went in front of okay. he said, no, I just played the yeah. trumpet. So, so you know, there's all that. That's transpiring. And, you know, his fame's only going up. He's yeah. getting more established. He's starting to teach now at um, this uh, was called Jazz Mobile Workshop. It's just like uh, a group of guys that volunteer on the weekends and teach jazz around the city. Oh, cool. And um, they started, like, doing the Latin in the Bronx where Lee moved into. And, um... You know, he was doing real good. He was starting to really branch out as an artist and not just be a studio musician, getting mm. all that. But um, one night, he stayed over at Judith's place after a gig, and oh, no. um, he <sighs> called his friend, um, Paul Chambers, and said, I did not go home last night, and the vibes I was getting from this girl's house, I did not want to leave right after Paul Chambers just got off the phone with Helen. Oh. Talking, I don't know where he's at. When's he coming home? So you can see the juice. The juice is overflowing here. We're getting into the bit. Oh no! It's getting. So it, I'm not liking it, the vibes. It's, it's we're getting not. We're, we're getting very tense vibes here. So. Yeah. So yeah. 1971. He's still doing his jazz workshop stuff. You know, he's still teaching kids. It's a lot more prominent there. And he's trying to do. Uh, he's trying to start a new thing. Let's get a new. Uh, new quartet going. Right. New uh, group. New thing. But um, it's it's a bit of trouble at first, you know. It's um, people are really busy. It's it's literally just logistical issues that delay yeah. him a little bit. So um, that holds 1971. He doesn't really do anything. He's really just hanging out, and uh, finally gets a live gig. Oh, cool. And um, on the West Coast at the end of 71, he wants to do one in New York at Slugs. Mm. And um, Slugs is a really grimy place. It's real low down. That's where you catch all the cool cats. At the okay. time, this okay. was like where you went to find the young guys that are playing, doing live albums, just playing jazz. And, um, you know, so he's like, all right, let's do this. Gets the gig, gets all that. He invites Judith and and he invites Helen. Uh, I, I oh, I don't know. No, no, he I, doesn't. Doesn't, <sighs> he doesn't know. That's the thing. He's just like, no, mm. it's just my friend. Uh, he invited two dates to the prom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. This is really classic, right? It's really classic. But um, I'd say like a month before he gets invited to play on Soul TV show. Mm. And, um, you know, it's got a got a bunch of younger people that really appreciate the jazz so you know it's a really intimate setting it's just a small stage and they're surrounded by bleachers so it's a really cool cool thing going on there you know great performance all that on the way home Lee tells her I'm not coming home with you I'm gonna go out tonight 
Ooh. And she's like, well, where are you going? You know tells that to Helen? Yep. Oh, I don't, that's a bad idea. He's going to Judith. She knows oh. immediately. Should have just said you had, like, an emergency. Make yeah. an excuse. Like, she, like yeah, I'm not coming yeah. home. Uh, no reason. Sorry, Bye. Um, but, like, I'm kind of trying to go <laughs> do my own thing. Yeah. I've learned. Should have just said he had to go record a podcast or yeah, something. Yeah, that's, Come what on. That's, that's what I say when, I, when I'm in faith, on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been, been genius. So I'm just yeah. Saying, Back then? She would have been like, what's, what's a podcast? But was, like, it's this new jazz thing. I got you, babe. Saying. <laughs> All right, for the books at home, you want to cheat on your wife or husband mm-hmm. or don't your do what significant he did. other. I condone it. Just say you're going to go record a podcast, you know? Just say you're going to be third mic on Beanballers. Anyone is like, welcome. Listen, right? Yeah. Like, we're a perfect alibi. We're a perfect alibi. We'll we'll let you be on the show if you got to cheat on your wife. <laughs> I'm writing this partner. information now. You guys got a card or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. That, that's actually how we've been advertised. Like, <laughs> yeah. Underground. It's just like, just, if you check part, If you check part. any baseball card, it'll say this. <laughs> Very tiny, fine. Yeah. Where the where the podcast for cheating on your significant? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! So he invited both of them to prom. (laughs) Yeah. So they're both going to prom at Slugs. Um, They do get into this fight about a month before, though. Oh yeah. yeah. So Helen says, "I'm going to Chicago, and I don't know when I'll be back." That's it. Quick and short. And before she walks out of the door with all of her stuff, Morgan, like, gets on his knees and begs her, like, do not leave. Don't go. This is, like, a will call it a struggle for, like, 20 minutes because he's literally on the floor. Oh, man. Like, he's there, like, bawling out. And she tells him, I'm making the worst mistake of my life right now. And stays. Man. Stays. Yeah. And says, I'm not coming to Slugs, though. And he says, that's fine. That's fine. And um, he's hanging out, you know, doing his thing, getting ready for slugs, getting all the logistics ready. I'd say the night before slugs or um, what is it? Hmm. Night before slugs. He's talking to Judith, reminiscing about a time the year before Mm. around when they met that winter, the, the year before for the first time. He stayed over there, and they just sat on the couch and watched the fish tank. Sure they did. And um, apparently, his his whole, like, drug ordeal traumatized him so much about, like, his playing and what he had to go through that, like, he he couldn't he couldn't perform. Oh, I see. Very okay. well at yeah. all. It was very rare gotcha. for him. So he sat there, and he told her, I don't want to compose anymore. Hmm. Like, so... I don't really think he meant that in any capacity for anything recently after, because that whole year later, he did record two albums, started doing the workshop with the kids and all that. Yeah. So, he um, he's freaking, uh, he's in a precarious spot right now, reminiscing on that. They're having dinner, so he had this fight with Helen, begged her to stay, and is still having dinner with Judith. <sighs> he's really got to make it, he's got to do mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. this. So, he goes out. You know, does no, his thing for the day. Not the move. <laughs> yeah, not the move. It's not the best move. I would say he's in check right now. Not checkmate, but now listen, <laughs> listen, listen. My expert advice. Mm-hmm. Not the move. Yeah. Mm, if, if I, I had to, to say my professional, my professional inquiry, you know, just yeah. don't, just don't cheat you, on your wife. You uh, say the picture. He's a slick guy. And you all want slick. another Modelo before I we figure out what happens at Slugs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Another brew. All right, let's take a quick break and crack mm-hmm. these bad boys mm-hmm. open. <laughs> all right, we're. Back, all bevved up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to open the modelos into the mic. That's growth. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Bad etiquette. It's growth. You know? Listen, it's like we're 
we're growing here. We're always we're all learning together, you know. I mean, we've come a long way from feeding chips to my cat directly into the microphone. Directly into the mic. And, uh, <laughs> that was a good like one. That was a good one. We've grown a lot from me not just being absolutely like plastered and high. <laughs> yeah. But like, not really. <laughs> not really. But also, I think it's better podcast that way. Listen, my our Mitch's old boss, mine and Jaquan's current boss manager. He said that Mitch and I are way funnier when we're drunk, so it's just like, I'm just trying to listen to the input of the people. Yeah, you know, to our beloved audience. So now that we've got... It's also just our co-workers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What's the difference? All right, we got our our next Modellos. I think I'm ready to hear what happens at the gig. All right, so they just had dinner for the night. They've been having dinner regularly, too, so this isn't, you know, he has the fight and then begs her to stay. Still having dinner like mm. every yeah, other every other week or so, so they decide to have yeah. a double dinner. You know, As you do. No. So for the night of slugs, they have dinner. When they know there's going to be a snowstorm, they have to go pick up his trumpet and go to the club. They still decide to have dinner and stay mm. and just hang out at her place. And by the time they get out of the house, there's like five inches of snow on the ground. Jeez. Um, around where Morgan lives, there's cobblestone. So they end up totaling the car coming just like around the corner to Lee's place they crash like a block away from his place Jesus. on this cobblestone oh my god they're perfectly fine you know they're all bundled okay, up okay. they're looking real fly with their like fur coats and everything they got out of the car and um that picture of Lee with um with Helen oh yeah is, it's a it's a very similar vibe um I couldn't find the picture of him and uh Judith but um Jesus, well, let me let it be. it's this one right here yeah they're looking mm-hmm. very fly yeah so um, they get out of there, get his trumpet, and Lee's like having like flashbacks to when he wouldn't show up to gigs when he was really high and all mm-hmm. that. So he's like, I can't disappoint them. This is my group. It's my recording session. So they basically they get a cab, mm-hmm. and around this time is almost a foot of snow on the ground. Oh my god! So they get there, and the club's unusually packed for a big yeah. old snowstorm. I don't want to hang out outside. <laughs> I want to hang out inside with the warmth of jazz. Oh man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they're hanging out, and Judith's like, I got to go back to New Jersey. I got to go home. I can't stay here. So have a nice gig and all that. So he goes over. He goes, hangs out with um, with the band and all that. I'm not, I forgot who's in the band at this time. It's like a new cast of, like, youngsters at the time. He's he's 33, so he's not right. that old. Well, but he's pretty old. But he's getting some he's getting some youngins in there, you know, yeah. to get their sounds on recording. He's the boss now. Yeah. yeah. He's the capo. Yeah. <laughs> he's the capo. <laughs> he's got some new soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just chilling, talking, vibing in this club, and um Helen walks in and it's described as like very um very dramatic. Like the doors fly open saloon on the Saloon doors. She yeah. came in like a cowboy, kicked him in. It is slug saloon, so like uh, okay, so like <laughs> the doors yeah. fly open, she comes in with her fur coat and the winds are blowing in oh with the snow. And I'm sure it was exactly like that. Yeah, it's a winter great. equivalent of a yeah. tumbleweed, like a big snowball rolls by. <laughs> but uh she comes in, looks Judith in the face, and is like, hmm. I forgot what she's she says something along the lines of I'm I'm here for money. But um she's basically here to take some money from his paycheck and leave. Wow. Cause um as soon as she sees her, she's like, Alright, well I'm going to Chicago. Yeah. That's her thought process. And um she goes up to Paul Chambers, who decides to come down the street with his wife, who's not yeah. in the gig, just um he happens to be the most recorded bass player ever. He's in yeah. the best book of world record, you know, that Whoa. guy. But uh, he shows up, talks to Helen, and he's like 
all right, I'm going to go talk to your dude. I'm going to go talk to him. And he basically explains, like, you shouldn't have both of them here, all yeah. that, blah, blah, blah. And he plays it off like, oh, you know, it's fine, whatever. He's real nonchalant. <laughs> this guy, man. This guy. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's cool. They don't know. I wear it. Mm-hmm. I wear a different outfit with that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever know. Yeah, he really is like, like in his own world now. Like, if anything, he's so focused on like his career being back that he's like, well, I'm too big for anyone. Like, yeah, he really is like just flying high in the sky. And um, eventually, he goes over to Judith and he's like, all right, I'm gonna like go outside and we're gonna find you a cab instead of waiting for this cab. So he goes out there, waits for her, she leaves. Helen immediately sits down with them and Ooh. starts just fucking with them. Just, no. like, sending real bad angry vibes at him, you know? Just, like, <laughs> literally physically irritating him with, like, pokes and nudges with bad mm. jokes, you know, things like that. And um, eventually they get into something, and she just fucking smacks him. Oh, like, my God. Hits him, like, yeah. real hard. And then he just, like, picks her up like this and just walks out of the club, and they start talking. And they're just out in the snow. She doesn't have anything. Her bag falls on the ground. The gun falls out. Oh, shit. It's in the snow. It's very hard to see. And supposedly he doesn't notice it because the snow's so deep. And she's just really out there in the snow. Nothing. Um, Paul Chambers' wife notices, says, Hey, your friend's out there with Helen with no jacket. Take her a jacket. You know, you know these guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He walks out there and it, like, imagine you're standing and you walk out. And then Helen's in the street. Lee Morgan's, like, right where the street meets the sidewalk. Morgan's facing you like, hey, what's up? She's behind him. You're both walking towards him. Mm. And you're just like, okay, we're going to have a nice chat here. Helen gets there before him, pats him on the shoulder, and bang. Holy shit. Shoots him right in the gut. And Chambers is just standing there, like, in awe. Completely just out of it. Doesn't know what happened. He falls over. Yeah, you know, the the normal response. And she immediately just has a a confusion. She's like, I I didn't know I could do this. Didn't know I did that. Like, she was really, like, lost immediately. And um, he would have lived, actually, if it wasn't a giant snowstorm that night. By that time... I would say it's about, like, 18 inches of snow on the oh ground. Oh, my God. Jesus. So the ambulance had a really tough time getting there. Unfortunately, he did pass away on Man. the way to the hospital that night. But um, this guy, this guy, the the death, you know, sad part. Sad part. Not the important part, though. The drama, the juicy bits, that was the good part. Oh, my God. But um, he did pass away, leaving a tremendous legacy, actually. Yeah. Which is ridiculous for someone at 33. And, yeah. um... What is it? He's probably the youngest jazz musician that's died from um, just unfortunate circumstances that was, you know, considered a legend already. Yeah, he was already, like, at the top, like, as big as he would get. But, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. that is... I mean, that's so wild. It's, <laughs> like, it's insane. It was like standoff style, really. Like, it was described specifically by Paul Chambers in an interview in the movie um, I Called Him Morgan. Like, we literally stood there in line and I could not see her. And Shit. then I just was like stunned. And, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, soon after that, um, she was, um, she. What is it? Uh, she confessed to second-degree manslaughter in uh, 73, a year after. Mm. Was on, um, got out on parole for about five years. Okay. And then eventually served time. Wow. And um, she was already a very quiet person, did not want to interview. Yeah. And um, once she got out, um, I think this was 
I want to say 89 or 90, she started doing like night classes and mm. she ran okay. into this um, this guy who does jazz podcasts. Oh. And he did, um, he would teach like, uh, like African philosophy and then just like, you know, basic tutor classes and she s- decided to take it up. Goes up to her, it's like, hi, how are you doing? What's your name? Oh, I'm Helen Morgan. He's like, no, no, yeah, no. no. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> runs away. He's like handing out pamphlets for like, oh, we're going to talk about, you know, jazz. She says, oh, I love jazz. Hadn't said a word for the week she's been there until this time. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I used to go to Slugs all the time. <laughs> Big jazz. He really guy. is like, and your last name's Morgan? What was your husband's name? Lee. And <laughs> apparently he like stops and like, he's like, really doesn't know what to say. He's like, that's a t- tough situation. Lee Morgan? That freaked my being. Like, my yeah, being freaked just being thinking about it. Just thinking about have, going up into uh, that situation. That's like, that's really, knowing that Helen Morgan is in your class. Mm, but you know, the, <laughs> besides all that, he does ask her for an interview. Smart. Mm-hmm. Which she would like? Why not? Take she declines. Down. Oh, actually, this was in '88 because she declines, and then eight years later calls him and says, "I want to do the interview." Oh wow! So she calls. You know, they get a very brief interview, but a lot of the information I told you today was confirmed by that interview because a lot of it was like you know, it's kind of happenstance. Yeah, you know, it's like like the whole thing with Birdland where he showed up with no slippers and trying to convince them. There's, like, a couple different takes on it where, like, he showed up with no shoes. Ah. And there's some where he showed up with, like, his slippers that he would, like... It was, like, it was the same slippers that Helen found him in. That's why they were, like, special slippers or something. Uh, but, like, okay. I don't know. There's a bunch of different takes on it all. But Helen confirmed everything past them meeting and all that. Everything. How she nursed him. Relationships with the band. All that. Ah... And um, unfortunately, two months later, she passed away. Oh, wow. wow. She passed away of natural causes. And um, I will say a lot of things went to the grave with her, for sure. Mm. Um, no one really knows why they worked out so well together. It was very obvious that they were a great couple, but... Um, they just kind of clicked. Yeah, they didn't really they didn't really talk a lot about it outside of their um, side, like social gatherings and things. They'd be together. And the um, only thing you can really confirm is like once they're together... They just kind of like they kind of needed each other, enhanced yeah. each other. She would cook more, he would play more. They would have more parties, things like that. They just got along better. Man. And then you know, uh, you know things happen. Um, Judith, you know, shows up. Uh, fucking Judith shows up. But like, uh, yeah. do we know anything about Judith? Like later on, or is that like um, totally it's a mystery? The last time she has any involvement with Morgan, well, besides the funeral, is um, she goes to the hospital. And sees that he's dead. Oh, okay. Because um, she's, like, gonna go to... She's not out of New York yet. And she's, like... She gets a call from someone there at the club. Or... She doesn't get a call. She gets she gets something. Something happens. I think she hears it on the radio. Because okay. it's, like, um... It's, like, a big story immediately. Like, jazz master Lee Morgan gets shot outside of Slugs. Yeah. Because, um... They were playing the exact, like, um... What is it? Uh, the, the the news report of like the weather and all that. Yeah. And then they talk about the story of him getting shot. So I'm like, that's that's must have been. She, that must she have heard happened. that. Yeah. But um. Well, like, we don't hmm. know anything about her. Like after that. Nope. She's when... just um. Only thing described about her from Lee is that she was more attractive than Helen. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's really the only that's thing. That's rough, buddy. There's Jeez. a lot of like voices that aren't his, but like quotes, and it's just that. 
and um, <laughs> apparently they clicked better, like in a way, because she was like, because um, Helen was like almost like a like a caretaker. Yeah. After um, he had fully recovered and got back on his feet, he was really like, "Well, this doesn't feel like the relationship I want for yeah, sure." Yeah. You know, he had urges. He's got those manly urges. Manly urges. You know. Oh, I mean, listen for all the men out there listening. Yeah. I think what eighty three percent on the statistic class. I you you checking okay. the you crunching the numbers? <laughs> the statistics. Um, doing, yeah. Really mm-hmm. doing the data. Listen, hey, for all mm-hmm. the men out there, send us an email about your urges. <laughs> Do not. We have no uh, email address. Uh, you cannot contact listen, me. Listen, so the email is jquan at urges dot com. How'd you get that domain? <laughs> Put the phone number up on the screen now. Call Jake <laughs> if you have urges and you're thinking about cheating on your wife, he'll be able to help you out. Yeah. He's kind of our residential expert for cheating. <laughs> yeah, he'll get you in touch with our friend Judith. <laughs> oh, Judith. I bet, I, I'm going to look in to see if we can find out if she's still around. Um, Probably not, but... Listen, listen, listen. Mitchell's got his detective hat on. Mm. He's ready to go. I've got no thinking cap on. Let me get my... Listen, I'm going to put my Mitch thinking is, cap on. Oh, yeah. This is a Modelo and a half deep. <laughs> oh. He's got his beanie on. He's got his nice striped mm. shirt. I'm practically Sherlock Holmes at this point. He's basically looking like... He's looking like fucking mm. Sherlock Holmes. Mm. I'm mm. Downey Sherlock Holmes. Downey Sherlock Holmes. The case of the missing lobster, bud. <laughs> I will say, I will say, nice little, um, I guess, like, fun fact about um, Helen did meet Miles Davis one night. Oh, really? While I'm um, dating Morgan in his in his heyday. I believe it was between 64 and 65. He released um, Sidewinder and got mm. a big old fame. And um, don't know what club they were at, but she was just sitting, and Miles was in the back. Mm. And she sat with him. And it's just the first thing she says that he was nasty. He was that nasty yeah. man. That Miles is a nasty boy. Um, this, nasty this is not a conversation. I mean, like, listen, I've heard he's a nasty guy. I mean, mm-hmm. who among us hasn't listened to one of his records and be like, damn, this guy's nasty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, apparently yeah, it just, level, it goes right? like, hello, hello. And then, you know, silence. And then Miles says, you know who I am? Uh, Should I know who you are? Is what woo. she says. Let's go. And Helen. then he says, you got a quick mouth on that one. I don't usually like women with quick mouths. I stay away from them. And then... This checks out about everything I know about Miles Davis. Yep. And then yeah, this is when she man. proceeds to call him nasty. Yeah. And um, disgruntedly walks away and congratulates Lee and, you know, all that. But um, <laughs> that fun fact, she met Miles and Miles... Mm, very you say what you will about Helen, but she was right in this situation. She was. She was. She told Miles off. That's sick. There's not many, there's not very many instances where uh, Miles gets told off. Yeah. God, that kicks ass. I fucking hate, though, when a fucking chick has a quick mouth. You know? Come on. When I'm trying to fucking talk to a broad at this jazz club, and she fucking disses me, though? Nothing pisses me off more. Oh, my God. Well, my cigar. Yeah, this is up for our Spike TV jazz episode. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Well... Thanks for coming on, Jake. Mm-hmm. Tell, oh, yeah. I didn't know about Lee Morgan. You told me when we mm-hmm. walked over here we are doing Lee Morgan. I was like, oh, I've heard the name. I don't know who oh, he yeah. is, though. Lee, but, um, mm-hmm. I know. study his music, you know. he's um, Even today, I study his music from finding out about him in high school. And when I found out, I was like, oh, he's like, he's only 33? This guy's this guy special. Young guy, yeah. Is um, uh, mm-hmm. there any song we should play out on for, uh, from yeah, him? recommendations, or should we just, uh, just listen to some? And what is it, uh... Let's see, we're hopping on the old Spotify machine here. I get a little Lee Morgan as a... What's that one song? Candy? Candy. Candy should be on there. We got Sweet Honey Bee. That's kind of like Candy. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll fix this in post. I'll find that oh, song for you. Sweet Honey Bee. He's, uh, candy was one of his um, first, like, 
completely solo like compositions and album that he was like I guess personally confident in. Gotcha. And was very um it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Sick. All right, well. Nice. Well uh we'll go out on that. I think uh do you have anything else you guys want to add? I think good. I'm uh That sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean Happy uh, Jazz Appreciation Month. Yeah, happy birthday yeah, to Herbie as well. No, it was Jazz Appreciation yeah. Month. That's good to know. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be playing my slimy, slimy snake trumpet mm. Yeah. To, to the tune of Jazz Appreciation Month. Yeah. I think I still know how to play the lick on bass guitar, so I'll do that real quick. I'm oh, shitting a tear. That bass and that's smooth Ooh. on the water. Mm. So. Oh, I can do that one, too. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, babe. We can Don't worry. That. So, yeah, you're gay. <laughs> Yeah. You're good. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll close out on that. That'll be that's actually gonna be that's the song I played yeah. the episode on. Alright, you're doing the outro this episode? Yeah. Alright. Uh, you got any plans for next week? Next week? Um no, I'll figure something. Actually I was I was looking at um um theories, sports theories. So I'll I'll mm, I'll make okay. up a list for you. Okay. Probably what you wanna record on try to record on Friday. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm always free. Now listen, I think I think we do have an episode in a, the tank, otherwise we might miss a week because I am starting Next week I am doing doubles like all week I think so that's gonna blow so I might not quite hard work that'll be the one where I just read baseball reference that might be the one where Mm -hmm. we put all the cut content yeah Mm -hmm. we'll see well let's do an episode where I just talk while I play out of the park baseball 2021 (laughs) maybe why don't we just you know what and I'll do an episode two by myself where I just talk while I play Morrowind yeah nice girls three Morrowind oh man mud crab oh boy cliff racer jeez alright Happy birthday, Herbie. Happy birthday, Herbie. You know, Love thank you. Have a happy jazz appreciation month. R.I.P. to Lee Morgan. Wish he didn't mm-hmm. get shot in the snowstorm. Oh, yeah. That's you kind of Judith. <sighs> Stay away. I mean, like, yeah, he, I don't want to say brought on himself, but he did. <laughs> I just don't trust people with two first names. Judith Janice. Nah. I mean, um, his name's Lee Morgan. <laughs> it is Lee Morgan. And people would call Helen Miss Lee Morgan. It's the whole thing. Okay. It's like a pimp name slip back. It's the whole thing. <laughs> it's the whole thing. <laughs> All right, later, y'all. All right, later, guys. Keep, make sure you keep on, uh, keep on boinking. I'm cutting out your outro. I can't believe you're Did doing you cut this. It out last week? No, I didn't. All right, I think it's, I think it's my new, it's a new thing. All right, bye. So later, guys. Oh, keep on boinking.